Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 194 for the love of the game on the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Online. Conference championship games are here, people. NFL Conference Championship Weekend is upon us, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, including the NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, you know, a little uh a little Australian Open, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use promo code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V to get 50% on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. With that said, episode 194 for the love of the game. Let's get this work. Let's go. Ho. Uh-huh. Ho. You are not ready. Unstoppable. Dynasty. Young over. I'm a hustler, baby. Hustle. I just uh, want you to know, let you know. It ain't where I've been, uh, ain't oh. where I've been. But where I'm oh. about to go Top of the world now, I just wanna love ya Just wanna love you. Be who I am I know you love me With oh. all this cash uh-huh. More money, more problems you forget your man Now give it to me uh-huh. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy uh-huh. stuff But don't bullshit me Come on when the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling when I'm fucking will I diss them. That's what they be yelling. I'm a pin by blood, not relation. Y'all be chasing, I'll be placed dumb, huh? Drunk on Chris, mommy on E. Can't keep a little model hands off me. Both in the club, singing on key. And I wish I never met her at all. It gets better. Ordered another round. It's about. You know what it is, episode 194 for the love of the game. With yours truly, it's ATH. Aaron Tobin has back in the saddle, back behind the mic, and well, the miracle season, somewhat miracle season, magic carpet ride season for the New York Giants came to a close Saturday night, and it wasn't particularly close. It was an absolute beatdown, 38-7, lost to the Eagles in Philadelphia, just absolutely brutal. I was weirdly confident going into the game, and then the first drive happened. Giants go for it on fourth and eight. We'll get to that decision in a second. Eagles take over. Immediately, it's 14-0, and it was kind of like, well, this isn't going great. Then Daniel Jones throws the interception, and it was pretty much all she wrote. To the point where I was watching the game the first half with one location, and then I Switched it over, hopped over to a recurring guest Shy Elberger's apartment. I was in New York for the week, so I hopped over to a recurring guest's place, maybe switched the vibe up. It was 28 nothing. Well, the vibe didn't change. It is what it is. They, they just got the crap kicked out of them. It was like death by a thousand paper cuts. I mean, the Eagles ran for basically eight yards a clip. Boston Scott. Of course, scores a touchdown. It's laughable at this point. Guy's got 18 career touchdowns. 11 of them have come against the New York Giants. It's trolling the New York Giants right now. The Philadelphia Eagles have their number, man. They just have their number. The offensive line was tremendous for the Eagles. Lane Johnson was playing with like a torn groin muscle. Was dominant. Jalen Hurts looked good. It just an absolute thrashing. So we go back to the play that basically changed the game, which was early in the first quarter. Giants down 7-0, are driving. They're at the 40. Well, they're a little bit closer than the 40. It's third and three. Jones drops back to pass. Pressure comes. He trips over Andrew Thomas's foot. And it looked like he had a seam to run for the first down. Trips over his foot. Sack. Then becomes fourth and eight at the plus side of the 40. Brian Dable sensing that the Eagles may have their way with the Giants defense all night. Decides to go for it. A lot of people were talking about how you should have pinned them inside the 10 or at least tried. 
Over the year, the Giants punter had not been able to do that. So I was okay going for it at fourth and eight. If you're undermanned talent-wise, sometimes you got to do crazy things. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to work out because it clearly didn't work out. But I thought the decision-making was sound. Field goal was out of the question. It was reported that Graham Gano's long field goal you know, his his absolute max that night in the cold and the conditions was 52. It would have been a 58-yarder. That was out of the question. And I'm just not down for punting on the plus side of the field. So they went for it. I'm totally okay with it. The Giants have been doing that all year. Why change it up now? Didn't go your way. Didn't go your way. Totally fine with the decision. But, I, I mean, there was a fourth and sixth at their own 41 in the third quarter. I think they were down 28-7 at the time that he didn't go for. I thought that was weird. I thought you should have gone for it there, too. But, overall, this is what we call a Dayenu game. Those of us Jews, we say on Passover, we say Dayenu. It was enough. You know, showing gratitude. This was one of those Dayenu games. It was enough. It was enough that... The coaching staff is incredibly confident. It was enough that the quarterback ended up showing promise. It was enough that they won a playoff game. It was enough that they made the playoffs. It was enough that you knew. It was, it was good. It was fine. I know they got their asses handed to them, but it doesn't take away from the fact that they had an awesome year. And that the future is bright. The coach is tremendous. The offensive coordinator is very good. Hopefully, he's not poached by another team. I know a lot of people are going to complain about Wink Martindale not being able to stop the run. But again, I'm not sure it was just on Wink. I mean, the Eagles offensive line killed it, as I mentioned before. Dexter Lawrence, who was a menace all year, was absolutely neutralized. That's a first-team all-pro defensive tackle that was absolutely neutralized. It's just one of those nights. It was one of those nights, but you can't take away from the Giants' season. I don't think Daniel Jones's contract situation is going to be any different after the Eagles game than it was going into the Eagles game. I think the Giants are going to re-sign him. I don't think it's going to be the franchise tag. I think he's going to get a deal at least three years. I think they're going to bring back Barkley either on the franchise tag or they may not even use the franchise tag. They may just sign him to a deal also if they can get it at a decent number. It, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it was it was ugly, but we're way ahead of schedule. We have a lot of guys in key spots locked up. Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas, Xavier McKinney, Kayvon Thibodeau. Those are all on Ricky Deals. Evan Neal showed flashes. Again, he had some rough moments, but he showed flashes. Daniel Jones is only 26. Barkley's young guy. I mean, it's there's there's a lot to look forward to for the Giants. I mean, yes, they need receivers on the outside desperately. Isaiah Hodgins, who'd been a great story, one catch for three yards. You know, Richie James was getting himself open, but Richie James can't be your number one wide receiver and it's good things to happen. So season comes to a close. It is what it is. The Eagles, incredibly impressive. I, I didn't anticipate them being this impressive, especially given their injury situation and the fact that Jalen Hurts' shoulder was a question mark, but incredibly, incredibly impressive. The rest of the NFL weekend. So to me, the biggest story is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals go into Buffalo and absolutely walloped the Bills 27-10. An absolute beatdown. I'm not even sure it was that close. Like, to me, at no point in this game, after the Bengals went up 14-0, did I think that Buffalo had a chance to come back and win. Joe Burrow is absolutely the man. He is just the man. He's the coolest guy on the planet. It, it's Tom Brady-esque. Does he have the biggest arm? No. Is he the most mobile? He, he's quite mobile. But is he the most mobile? No. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he has every single intangible that you want. The guy is just nails. He wins. Finds ways to win. People were slobbering over the knob of Justin Herbert all year. 
ever since their rookie year. And not for one second did I ever believe that Justin Herbert was better than Joe Burrow. And guess what? Not for one second has Justin Herbert ever been better than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is that guy. He is the epitome of that guy. You know how they say on the bird, he is him? That corny ass phrase. Well, I don't want to sound super corny, but Joe Burrow is him. He's him and then some. He's got that it factor in spades. The guy's just absolutely nails. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think, is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I know you're going to talk about Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, the whole nine. I think Jamar Chase is better than all of them. And the Bengals are back in the conference championship game, AFC conference championship game, for the second year in a row. The Bengals had not won a playoff game in consecutive years in the team's history until Joe Burrow got there. That's how special that guy is. But it was a total team effort. I mean, Jamar Chase was great. Hayden Hurst made plays. T. Higgins was making plays. The secondary for the Bengals was great. The much maligned offensive line that was very hurt, that was a question mark, played great. And they absolutely thrashed the Buffalo Bills, a team that was the preseason favorite to win the entire thing. Josh Allen's going to get a lot of heat. He's been loosey-goosey with the football, but again, he didn't really turn the football over this game. Yeah, there was a late one, but but that game was decided already. He's going to get a lot of heat. Some of it deserves, most of it not, because he's still tremendous. But man, what a bitter disappointment for the Bills. And the Bengals, who I was on this week and picks against the spread, just, just look like a wagon right now. Kansas City beat Jacksonville. Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars for kicking the late field goal for the cover. That was pretty nice. But Kansas City wins again. They are back in the AFC title game for the fifth straight year. Patrick Mahomes, who got rolled up on, high ankle sprain. His status is going to be iffy for next week, which is a shame. But Patrick Mahomes, again, five straight AFC title games. Incredible. He's the gold standard. I just waxed poetically about Joe Burrow. But Patrick Mahomes, make no mistake, is the gold standard. I'm hoping he can be healthy for this game. I think that Mahomes, as great as he's been, five straight AFC title games, he does need to win another Super Bowl to validate just how great he is. I mean, if he gets one more and he continues on this trajectory, I mean, we're talking about Pantheon-level quarterbacking right here. Like, top three or four guys in history of the league. That's the trajectory that Patrick Mahomes is on. But he's got to win one more. And he's going up against a team that has beaten him now three straight times going into this coming Sunday. And he's clearly hobbled. So it's going to be interesting. I think Cincinnati is better top to bottom. I think they probably should have been favored on a neutral field, even with Patrick Mahomes being healthy. And I don't think he's healthy right now. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Over in the NFC, last game, San Francisco beats Dallas 19-12. to I mean, the biggest takeaway from this game is I don't care what the regular season numbers have said over the year. Dak Prescott is the most mediocre quarterback that has ever played. He's just so incredibly mediocre. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what the efficiency says. In a big spot, you don't want... Dak Prescott, I mean, he was dreadful in this game. Should have thrown like four interceptions. He almost took a sack in the end zone, almost took a safety at the end of the game, which was nuts. Like, he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Dak Prescott is one of the reasons why I feel good about the Giants signing Daniel Jones. If you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, and yeah, Brady and Rodgers are in a different category. Both of them may be out of the conference at this point next year. Like, who's better than Daniel Jones going into next year? I don't think Dak is. I don't think Kirk Cousins is. I mean, Dak and Kirk Cousins are basically the same person. 
They're basically the same person, and I, as a fan of a football team, would want no part of them. Daniel Jones, I can at least talk myself into the upside. But, yeah, Dak was absolutely horrific. And he's making Patrick Mahomes-level money, so the Dallas Cowboys are screwed for the rest of that contract. As I said, the minute he signed it, he's, he's just dreadful, absolutely dreadful. And I love it. I absolutely love it because I wish nothing but bad things for the Dallas Cowboys. The Brock Purdy train rolls on. He wasn't great, but he did what he needed to do to win, made a couple of big throws over the middle. George Kittle is an absolute monster, and San Francisco goes to the title game. As for picks against the spread, 3-1 and one last week. It was a good week. I've got San Francisco plus the 2.5. I think that they are actually going to win outright. I've said it for a while now. I think San Francisco is the best team in the NFC. I know Philly looked great last week, but I love San Francisco. I love this um, the vibe that they got going on, and I'm going to take the Bengals. Minus one on the road against Kansas City. This line has shifted. I actually got it early when the Bengals were underdogs, but I still like it. Minus one. Mahomes, I doubt he's going to be right. And the Bengals, I just think, are a more complete team top to bottom, especially with the offensive weapons. I mean, I know Travis Kelsey's incredible. 13 catches on Sunday. He's probably one of the three greatest tight ends ever. Not probably at this point. It's pretty definite. But outside of him and Mahomes doing magic, they're a little shaky in terms of the weapons. I know they run the ball well and they've got a good offensive line, but it's a little shaky on the outside. So I like Cincy minus one. And again, I like San Francisco plus two and a half. Quick NBA tangent. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to a team that doesn't get a whole lot of shine on this podcast and has been slept on this season considering that they may have been in the tank again, or at least you thought that they were going to be in the tank again at the beginning of the year, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. If the playoffs started today, Oklahoma City is tied for 10th place and would be in the play-in tournament. This is a team, again, I mentioned. A lot of young players, not a lot of vets. You thought that they'd be tanking, especially with the injury to Chet Holmgren, their number two overall pick who hasn't played, but they're extremely competitive. And they've got one of the best players in the league, Shage Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, the numbers are eye-popping. I mean, We've talked about him a little bit on this show, but again, 30.7 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, Five and a half assists a game, 1.7 steals, 1.5 blocks. He's 24 years old. The only other 24-year-old to have numbers that match that was Michael Jordan in 1987-1988. Jordan's first MVP year, which, by the way, he also won Defensive Player of the Year that year. I mean, it's the only other guy to put up those numbers. I mean, that just goes to show you how ridiculous SGA is. Yeah, and you can talk about the inflation of the statistics from the time that Jordan played to SGA. That's a different conversation, but still, it's remarkable. I mean, we're talking about comparing him to Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who's the greatest player to ever play basketball. SGA has just been a monster. But it's not just him. Jalen Williams at guard, he's been great. Of course, the Knicks traded out of the 11th pick to pick up future picks to try and trade for Donovan Mitchell. They didn't do that. Passed up on Jalen Williams. That would have been nice. I mean, Lou Dort has found his groove. Again, Chet Holmgren hasn't even played, and they still have a bevy of picks from the Paul George trade. Imagine getting SGA and all those picks for Paul George when right now SGA is a much better player than Paul George. And Paul George has had a nice year, but like, I mean, the the Oklahoma City Thunder, who you could question their competitive integrity in terms of the tanking and shutting down SGA over the years, but right now they're building an absolute wagon and a powerhouse of a team. And it's not going to be that long until... They're at the top of the Western Conference standings again. It may even be next year. 
This is a very impressive roster. And if Chet Holmgren is as good as we think he is, or we think he could be, and they add one more guy and consolidate the picks for one more guy, like you're talking about a top four seed in the West next year. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But anyway, that's a, a quick NBA tangent. And yes, by the way, the Knicks, just a quick update. I know they won against Cleveland. We're recording on a Tuesday night. I know they won against Cleveland, snapping a four-game losing streak. Whatever. The team just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. I, I don't know what this team is. And Knicks fans shouldn't get overly concerned about this because they're not worth getting overly concerned about. Anyway, we're going to switch the vibe up. Obviously, I'm a sports guy, but you know I do dabble in a little reality television. And there was a certain premiere this week, Bachelor premiere. We're going to talk about it with two recurring guests, and we're going to get to them in just a matter of moments. So, as I mentioned in the monologue, we have two recurring guests, very special recurring guests. We're running the three-man weave. Bachelor season premiere was this week. Shy Elberger is back for his third tour of duty in three weeks. We're going to cleanse our palates from the Giants' loss. We've got Lizzie Verstendig back from what seemed to be a fabulous vacation. Lizzie, Shai, welcome back. How are we doing? Great. Happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about a Giants playoff win last week. Now we're talking about The Bachelor. It's, it's pretty pretty depressing, not going to lie. We're cleansing our palate, Shai. We're cleansing our <laughs> palate. It is what it is. So I, I want to start talking about Zach, right? What exactly is Zach's deal? Because I'm a little confused by his vibe after this episode. Like, is he the most boring guy of all time? Is he, like, quietly, like, a sexual deviant? Like, I I can't get a read on him. Lizzie, where are we at with Zach right now? I think he's just a plain, regular guy. Um, I think that they did a good job of trying to make him seem not boring. They did a bunch of things that they don't normally do. That whole opening sequence with him where they were pretty much telling us about him. They've never done that or really had to do that before because we usually know a lot about The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. But I I think they're acknowledging the fact that if it was America's Choice, they probably wouldn't have chosen him. So they're trying to tell you about him and show him you know, why he's great. I also felt that, like there was a lot of filler in the episode that they don't normally do. So I don't know if he really is kind of boring, not necessarily in a bad way, but it's, there didn't seem to be too much action in the actual night one. It seemed like there was just a lot of other filler. So I think he's boring, but in a good way. I don't think there's anything crazy that's going to come out, but hopefully I'm wrong. Well, there was also a lot of Madison, and we'll get to her in a little bit. Shy, what do, what's your take on Zach? Because I kind of think that there's like some hidden personality here that they may not be letting him even show. Like, I'm very confused by his by his whole vibe. I'm confused why you think he's possibly a sexual deviant. Because where did, he, <laughs> where did no, that come from? Because I, I forget what scene it was where he was talking about like, oh, I for, it was um. Who was the influencer? Holland, where he was like, you weren't in the right Holland. And he was like, and his reaction, I was like, oh, so maybe he throws down like that. Like, I don't know. I, 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 know, I just I, don't think he could be this plain. Like, there's got to be something. I agree with Lizzie. I think he is this plain. I think he's a really nice guy, really sensitive, good looking, charming, like nothing wrong with him. He's just a boring person. Like I don't think we're going to find out anything exciting. I think we they, they try to tell us a lot about him because last season, what did we learn about him from last season? Nothing, really. Um, and so this is like maybe someone coming in as the lead where we didn't know a lot about him. And, like, is it bad that he's boring? Uh, we'll see what kind of drama they manufacture. Um but I don't know. I, this is why no one wanted him to be The Bachelor. And, like, nothing has changed my mind after one episode. But I don't think being boring as The Bachelor or Bachelorette really matters. I think we've seen that it's really the contestants that make or break the show. 
they're in it way more than him. So I don't really think it matters that he's quote unquote boring. I think boring for him just means he's normal. And I don't necessarily mean that think that's going to be a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, Matt James was boring. That was, that season was fine. Do you think the bachelor though could use a little bit more personality, a little bit more bad boy in a sense from its actual bachelor? Like, don't you think it would spice things up a little bit? I don't think so. I think as long as he's open to everyone else's craziness, which it already seems like he is, I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to fake a personality just for TV. Um, And I don't know, he just like, does he have a really good sense of humor even? Like, I don't know what, what, I mean, he just, I think he's just a really nice, like family oriented person. And I think he must understand that he's going to have to accept like, as Liz just said, like the girls on these shows typically have some craziness to them, and he's gonna have to embrace that. How do you think he handled night one in general? I think he did totally fine. Uh, it was I liked his his post was nice, nice and heartfelt. It looked like he was actually about to cry. And um I mean, I think we'll get to we'll get to Madison, I guess, but I think he handled that situation like as well as he could have. I know it definitely was uncomfortable. Like you could tell because he's a nice person. It's going to be pretty. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to send a lot of people home over the course of the season. So we'll see how that what goes. What is it? Thirty-two but... contestants now. Thirty, thirty, thirty. Right? It's yeah. it's an astronomical number. I mean, yeah. this is what it's been recently. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know what it was that it just seemed so incredibly overwhelming. Like that room when he entered it after everybody got there, like it just seemed like there were a million. <laughs> it was like like people sitting in the upper deck. Yeah, you know, nosebleed. there were nosebleed seats. <laughs> right. I have a question though. So some, I don't know. I feel like maybe before, even when I started watching the intros, people would just like get out of the limo and they were everyone was the same and normal. And then at some point, people started bringing props and showing up on horses. Who gets to choose who gets to do what? Like, why do 10 people have to come out with nothing special? And then someone gets a party bus. So, so what I pieced together from hearing different people speak about it is that it seems like a lot, a lot of them are producer ideas that they offer to the girls. And some girls are normal, so they don't want to take those ideas. And some girls were like, yeah, sure, why not? Sometimes people come with their own things, but a lot of times it's producer-driven. Lizzie, you can back this up. Am I crazy that the ones who do the crazy intros with the props never really make it, like very rarely? Like it's usually the normal girls who come out, act normal. Same with the guys on The Bachelorette. It's just like they're not trying to get too cute, and they're the ones that go further. usually yeah generally there's there's always going to be like the person here and there i mean katie thurston was the one that came out with the vibrator and she became the bachelorette so there definitely are the one-offs but yes as a general most of those people because most of those people are usually a bit more outrageous and those are not always the people that are going to go super far i'll say this about zach he has to be one of the more handsome bachelors that we've had in recent memory like He's a very handsome dude. And I'll pre- I appreciate the fact that he knew that he was going to be on camera and really took his his training seriously. Well, did you I I think we found your new slogan what Sean yes, said did. to him. We the curls did. are for the girls. You know, curls are for the girls. But I, but girls are into more like they they like pecs though, right Lizzie like you know, a guy with like a strong chest. Yeah, Lizzie. Uh, I mean, I think it's specific to the girl. I would say. Uh, I, I mean, hold on. There are allowed to be general rules. You're allowed to say this, like. No, but I'm saying don't some be coy people. On us. No, meaning some girls like more muscular men. Some girls like leaner men. You know, it's you know different strokes for different folks. I I do agree. He's a handsome guy, but I do. Also, think everyone that's been in the lead has been pretty attractive. 
I will say though, bringing Sean Lowe on didn't make him look as handsome because Sean Lowe is looking fine. Do they know each other? What was their connection? I was gonna say, there's no way they're friends. No, no, no. So Zach's whole thing is Zach is obsessed with Sean Lowe. Like that's like his his like person that he wants he wants him to like be his mentor. So he's always loved him. So Why, on that because after- he's still in a relationship and had married with kids after all this? Maybe and I think maybe he just um, kind of related to him. He's also like a super nice guy, like very wholesome. And so I think it was on After the Final Rose, they brought Sean and Catherine to the After the Final Rose because they knew they were going to announce Zach as a bachelor and they knew he loved him. So it's kind of like a little cute thing. I'll say this. I also really, you know, this is a, like a pet peeve of mine. I I loved the classic suit and tie look night one i think if you go tuxedo you're a tryhard. It, it's not the red carpet uh, i just what shoes I thought was he, he played wearing? it right what shoes was he wearing he's wearing normal black wingtips right, right. Nice. Not, not not jordans no i wasn't wearing jordans he wasn't wearing jordans I, yeah no he wasn't wearing jordans um that that's only an ath move uh at, at black tie <laughs> affairs from time to time um, what else? Oh, I had one, one other question about Zach. Oh yeah. Okay. So we talked about Lizzie, you brought it up for a second when they were announcing Zach, all those watch parties, the females having the watch parties, <laughs> we talked about great. this for a second. I forgot about that. <laughs> was there that much surprise? Really? Was no, there but that that's... much surprise? There's no way it was that suspenseful where everybody went crazy that they, announced Zach is the bachelor and people didn't know what was happening. Okay. First of all, so that was an example of what I was saying as filler. Like they've never needed to show that before. Who cares? Also, you think those weren't staged? You think they already didn't know who it was and they didn't like plan yeah. that? Was it live? That was gross. What was that? It was very cringy. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Could have done without it. It, it so. was it was like the fakest shocked reaction I've ever seen. Yeah, hopefully, ah! like, ho- what, ho- what are you talking about? Hopefully, these girls don't think that they have an acting career in their future. Well, Charity was in one of the watch parties. So, I, I know, but but normally, like she was the only contestant who was in one of the watch parties, I think. No, they were all contestants. That was what they were showing you. Really? One of them was Victoria J. Yeah, they were all the they people were, that, yeah. they were people who already knew that they were going to be on the show, but seemingly they were didn't random know who the bachelor. No, it wasn't random fans. It was people, oh, contestants I, watching it. I thought it was like random fans. I didn't realize they were all contestants. They were Which all even contestants. more so, yeah. they knew who it was going to be. Of course. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, terrible. Oh. Absolutely terrible. You mentioned Charity. Is she the one who said her name means yes. freedom or love? No. Love. Love. Charity means love. That was news to me. Maybe, maybe in another language or something. I, don't I was going to say, I'm pretty sure charity means giving charity. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think there's another meaning. And it's not love. But also, by the way, the reason that, I mean, I don't want to totally misspeak, but I think that the reason that we know that that for sure wasn't live is because I'm pretty sure that right after the final rose, they start filming like the next day. So those girls wouldn't have been able to be at home. Yeah. Terrible. It's not necessary. No. But I think I think they felt it was necessary because I think they didn't have that much content to show night one. Right. Why? Well, then, then they really don't think much of Zach. I mean, they could have shown more Madison. Show more of anyone. They were like, I feel like most of the girls had no airtime. Right, but like maybe there wasn't that much, like yeah. nothing exciting happening. I don't know. Either way, yeah. Like. Like Lizzie, our girl Sonia from the five one six Long Island represent. I know. She got no airtime. Well, but she got cut. So. Yeah, she got cut immediately. Oh, terrible. All right, so that's a good transition. Let's talk about the females. All right. Shy, I ask you this, Lizzie. You can answer this question too. Is this the best looking crop of females we've ever had so far? Because. I really think it is. Normally, there's one or two 
token awkward looking ones and it's like eh, right you gotta throw them in there you know for inclusion purposes there are none in this season it's wild and i mean Catherine is one of the most strikingly beautiful people i've ever seen in my life Agreed. and katie is is a firecracker i mean it, it was stacked i mean yeah it was a, it's a really attractive collection of of women but i do think there were one or two that don't match up with everyone who were I they agree. though but they didn't I, stand no. out like a sore thumb okay I, I no, think... they never have sore thumbs though they sure have, they, they do what uh, is the is what colton season there was one whose curly hair she had a nose ring she was like like who the hell knew what she was doing there obviously colton kept her around because well whatever but well i'm gonna disagree on both fronts first of all i agree with shy that there were some girls that weren't classically beautiful um but i also don't think that this is the, i think there are a lot of pretty girls i think that i could think of other seasons that had like a more generally pretty group i mean it do, Every Dazio, yeah no but this is like brianna is strikingly good looking Davia. Wait, which one's Brianna? She, she got the first impression rose from last time. Oh, oh, Brianna, Brianna, yeah, yeah. Brianna, Davia, strikingly good looking. I mean, I, we mentioned Catherine. Um, yeah, but like, don't forget about Nick Vial season. That was your girl, Christina. Yeah, they Nick had Vial a lot season. Of okay. What about Madison? I don't feel like it was so beautiful. I agree. I don't think she was so beautiful. Well, but whatever, was, that's not the point. We she was other things. Girl that wasn't beautiful. That's not... Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. very attractive uh, group of women equally as other seasons. Yeah. So, who was everybody's fa favorite? Who stood out to you the most and why? Lizzie, we'll start with you. Okay. So, my favorite by far is Catherine. Like, from the opener, like, everything about her I like. Besides the fact that she's gorgeous... I'm going to make Gorgeous. a call. I don't know if you're going to see this, but I feel like she looks like a blonde version of Leighton Meester. Like if you look at her face, take a look at it next week and let me know. But anyway, okay. I also just, I love everything about her. She seems very like cute and quirky and just very down to earth. And I could see them getting along. They're both like, just seem like nice people. Um, so she's by far my favorite. I loved, I, I can't really explain why, but I really liked Victoria J. She stood out to me. I don't think she's necessarily going to make it far, but if we're just talking about people that I liked. Um, I really liked Katie. Um, I, I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial, but I know she'll go far, but I wasn't really into Greer. I think she felt- Oh, this hurts my feelings. She felt very performative. Like, I felt like she was saying exactly what she knew he wanted to hear. Mm. But anyway, also, you know, there was some controversy with her. I don't know if you know about it. Oh, do tell. Do tell. Okay. This is news. So it was within, I think it might have even been before the episode came out, like earlier in the day or the day before. Apparently, don't worry, I took a screenshot for you guys. Um, she posted something because there was some racist things that happened in her past that came out and the battle so, party. Uh, similar so this was this was the quote that she wrote the journey to love is filled with lessons and these lessons are also made on your journey of growth in my past i've made some uneducated ignorant and frankly wrong comments on my social media accounts in particular in 2016 i used misguided arguments on twitter to defend a student who dressed in blackface as tupac for halloween so oh. Anyway, the thing, though, that's different and clearly they're changing how they usually do things is that she was able to go ahead and say that right away. She didn't have to, like, wait till things came out. Um, I don't think, honestly, I don't think this is going to hinder, like, her chances or anything about them moving on. And that has nothing to do with why I didn't like her. Just a little piece of information for everyone to know mm. about her. But. Yeah. You and I differ. I loved her vibe. I of course of you all, did. Her vibe is awesome. <laughs> her 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 dress night one was fantastic. I'll agree with that. Bubbly personality. She's gorgeous. I, I I'm all in. Shy, who stood out to you and why? Pains me to agree with Aaron on this front, but I, I thought that the Greer's conversation was good also. I didn't get no, a sense I mean, of acting. It definitely stood out, but I, I thought yeah, okay, then. I didn't feel like she was playing to the camera, but okay. I could be wrong. 
Um, I don't know how you could uh, overlook the one woman who includes her last name. Oh. She's a daughter of the famous Mandrell sisters, who I've never heard of in my life. Well, but I think there's something there's something there because why in the history of the bachelor has there never been someone who had their full last name and i don't even think there's other christina is that that's her name right christina yeah, christina, I, I don't, she's the content creator right and she i've never seen someone with a last name ever yeah. but, so i feel like there's something like i feel like there's a like a future play and this was like she put in her contract that her full name needs to be on it so she could get more followers well, that was like, what's her name? Even, um, what was her name? Kit? What season was that? Kit. That was Matt James. Matt James' season. Kit, Kit didn't even disclose her last name. Right. And she's like, you know, her mother's very famous. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but. I thought Christina was, uh, is also very attractive. And she happened to come in that party bus and. Got her first conversation on a party bus brought me back to uh, you know, last week summer camp and visa <laughs> and hey yo <laughs> um and so I, she stood out to me I like her I think she's gonna be the villain that's my call oh I, yeah I I don't think she's gonna go very far um there's just I don't know it, it, she just seems like a little a little too out there. You know who I, who I really liked? Obviously, we talked about Catherine. We talked about Katie. We okay. talked about um, Brianna. I liked Brooklyn, the rodeo racer. There, I don't know. It was just something weird that I noticed. And shout out to Anastasia. Do you remember yeah. anybody She's wearing gorgeous? a, a gorgeous. pantsuit? Gorgeous. And she was wearing a pantsuit. I was about to say, have you ever noticed yeah. anybody wearing a pantsuit before? She went uh, for it. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That yeah, was a that, power move. She Because it wasn't just a pantsuit. Like, girls have worn, I think, like, like rompers and stuff. She was literally wearing, like, a blazer and, like, slacks. But she looked amazing. She looked like she was, like, entering, like, a boardroom and was going to, yeah. like, fuck some shit well, up. Like, Well, she, enter, she looked like she was entering a boardroom, like, in a porno. You've seen movies like that before. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, no, but I, I literally wrote it down. I was like, pantsuit? That's what I wrote. Pantsuit, bold move. Bold move. Also, just she was strikingly very pretty. Yeah. And and shout out to Bailey, who wore the name tag when he yeah. clearly forgot her name. Oh. I thought that was great. That was and, a then good she got the, and then she got the kiss walking out of the limo. I don't know if that yeah. ever. I mean. I think once that happened, but like it was like the girl forced him to do it as like part of the shtick. So I was happy for her. I was very sad for my girl Kara. She didn't get any skin Me screen too. time. She was beautiful. Blue dress. Gorgeous. I was, I was like, holy moly, who's that? Well, now yeah, you can slide right. into her DMs. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's gonna. I, I, <laughs> she, she's gonna take off. She is going to take off like, whoa. Um, another one that stood out in a, in a not a good way um, from Aaron's hometown of Miami was Lekka <laughs> the liquor. Oh, my God. No. That that's, was uh, not... that's an interesting oh. move to secure no, Trying too hard. <laughs> no, but also um, in a very nice way, Zach has been very vocal about asking for consent to kiss people. And like, that was just like, there's no way he would have consented to a girl looking at his ear that he just met. Like, that was very weird. Yeah, you just don't, that was like Rick James, like licking somebody yeah. on the side of the face. Like, what? what is that? that was... It was very weird. Um, and then also for standing out, but for no real reason other than Katie A A I T Y. I just have never seen terrible that. spelling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible spelling. She Katie's going to be a force to be reckoned with this season. I know we've already seen scenes that she's she's heavily in the mix, but she's going to be an absolute force. Um, I, I noticed that it was a good age range. Like everybody was generally between like 25 and 27. Obviously you had some outliers, but I thought that was, that was interesting. I also thought that we had a lot of nurses. A I lot of nurses. They, they always do. And I'll tell you why. Well, at least my 
reasoning why I think it is because nurses have the type of profession where they could usually like take off for this amount of time and then like go back to work. Expound on that. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second because I have many questions about this. Okay. Are are you taking just like a leave of absence for for two months? Like what like what are we doing here? Whether you're the bachelor, whether you're the you know contestants, like how long are you dedicated to this? If you're the bachelor or the bachelorette, you're leaving your job. Like and then hoping like and then if you want to come back, you're hoping they'll take you back. Um if you're a contestant, I think you can like start with taking like banking your vacation time taking vacation and then like but telling them that like in the event that i stay later like i'm gonna have to take some type of leave until i come back because then the most if if you win maybe you're on the show for two months maybe so like you could i mean like people can bank you know well okay i would say for nurses in certain places like you could bank a month if not a little six weeks probably so it's not the crazy uh-huh. thing. And again, most people aren't making it to the end. So if you're gone right. for a week, two weeks, you know. Right, right. So so it's what? It's two months worth of filming? I think I think it's two months if you get to the end. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So like, like when we were talking about, like, for example, like they made a big deal that Rachel Lindsay was a lawyer, right? That, that was, she was like, you know, this lawyer, very, you know, accomplished, like she's not practicing law ever again. Oh, now she's definitely not practicing law, right. but that's because that's because she became such a big deal after. I think she could, she would have gone back to practicing law if she didn't make it past night one. So, so Zach, first of all, what, what does Zach do by trade? Uh, do we even know? He lives in Austin. Like, like soft, <laughs> software, something, like something boring, um, something So he's never like doing that again. Now he's just going to be a spokesperson. Yeah, yeah he uh, is uh, a, uh, a, a sales account executive. There you go, something like that. Well, I mean, that's not true. Like Ari Leindyke is still a real estate, still does real estate. Right. So some people do go back, like, I'm sure Sean Lowe does a real job. Like, you know, I think it's more the more recent people because they become like influencers, but uh-huh. I don't know. Guy, I was I was always very con, con you know confused about that. All right, let's talk about Madison. It's time. <laughs> we had the highs and lows of Madison. We had, you know, Madison had a high moment of turning you know, uh, Christina's one-on-one conversation into a party bus. Uh, she was, you know, the one with uh, with our girl, uh, Kimberly, who was one of the few people over 30, uh, turned it into a party bus, sent that that shit popping, you know, got, got it cracking. I'm just curious to know how drunk they were afterwards. Like, there's a lot of logistics about this party bus. Like, how long did this go on for? Like, I will say though, I was kind. Of, I was impressed by Zach's moves the few they showed us. Like he seemed to have some rhythm, which was very. Like that's shocking. what I'm talking about, right? Like the, there may be something there. Like you, you can't be like, you can't be a terrible, terrible dancer. And, and you know, have or I should say, excuse me, you can't be a like a decent dancer and not have some type of personality. Doesn't have a personality. I don't think being boring means you don't have a personality. I think he's just a normal person. Like I think, like you could go into a bar in New York City and meet ten people like him. God, I think so he I, was. I think he was just sitting on the bus for most of the time, and the not true. Producers, that's, that's producers not like true, Zach, we need thirty seconds of you dancing, please. So I think he was getting into it. Why not? There are a bunch of girls dancing around him. Why wouldn't he? How long did that take place for? No idea. Like, are we talking about like the DJ did a set, like a 30 minute set? Or are we talking about like they were just in and out? I don't know. I don't know. Was Madison, Madison, she she didn't even seem upset that all the other girls just kind of came into the bus. She blew up her spot. Yeah. No, I don't think she cared. She just didn't want him to be like making out with one girl. Like, I think he was fine. She was fine if he was like distracted with other people. She just didn't want him to have like one girl's attention and it not be hers. Good strategy. <laughs> well, yeah, it worked out well. For her. So that was the high point of Madison. And then we had 
the low points where obviously she was the girl who was a little needy going back for seconds a couple of times. Sorry. And I, I present you this. Was the gritty that she did with Zach, was that the lowest moment in this show's history? I don't I mean, think in the show's history. I'm sure there's been worse. You're forgetting some truly awful moments from just last season. Like, there were some really bad group dates where we were discussing on these calls, like, what is the show about? Right, I know. We're licking armpits. I get that. Right. I remember that. that was yeah. Licking armpits will continue to be the low <laughs> point. Fine, but, like, the gritty was so cringeworthy. That was so awful. I mean, it was so bad that he was like, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was like, her whole thing, though, like, you could, like, I was like pondering this while I was watching the show. What is her, what was, was this her plan to come in and just be like, night one, I have to make a power move. I'm just going to, like, have this little jaunt onto The Bachelor, try to, like, he didn't kiss me. I need to get a kiss. Let me interrupt. Let me uh, just like what? What was her? Was this? Well, I don't think. Her? I think she was hoping and assuming that like she would have had her, you know, five minutes with him as everyone does, and would have been so magical that you know she'd feel really confident she was getting a rose. And even though when she came out of the first time she was talking to him, she seemed like she was happy. I think she probably saw him talking to other girls, and it seemed different. And he was kissing them, and he didn't kiss her. So then I think she was like, oh, I got to quickly do something so that he like remembers me and so that he kisses me. So he gives me a rose. I don't think it was her initial plan going in. It's still one of my favorite things, which is throughout the season. And it's also first night is the people kissing are always just right in plain sight through yeah. some corridor. Oh, my God, they're kissing. Look over there. They couldn't be anywhere else on this property. But in direct vision, uh, I, I, I line up with other people. But I didn't think there was over the top ma making out in this. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. No, like, not, not at all. all. Like I actually thought it was very, you know, it was Tasteful. it was quite tame. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm just I'm just disappointed Catherine didn't didn't get involved. Uh, like, she'll get involved. Don't worry. I'm sure she will get involved. <laughs> but like, how how does she not just like how did she not just steal the show from from the jump? I mean. 30 people, hard to... Jeez. Yeah, it took to stand out. You have to do what Madison did. And... So so when was the last time we had a, a night one meltdown like oh, Madison? Every season. We have it all the time. No, but it was different where, like, normally they'll keep the train wreck on an extra Right. I thought she was going to no. get, get a rose based on how she was acting. No. I don't remember we... a self-eliminator night one. So there have been recently for sure meltdowns night one. They're not, they don't self-eliminate, but they don't get a rose at the end of the night. Right, which she wouldn't, he, she would not. Have yeah, she wouldn't have gone with it. I mean, he said the kiss was bad. I mean, it was all terrible. Yeah, it was. Terrible. I mean, she, yeah, she went straight kamikaze with it. Like just, yeah. just, you know, yeah. came in like, you know, came in like a shooting star, like and just crashed. Yeah, it was it was bad all around. I mean that that walk of shame where she was like weeping afterwards was this is a tough scene. Yeah, hopefully she was drunk and that's why. All right. Okay, so Lizzie, pick five of your top contenders and who do you think are gonna be, I know I said hometowns, but who do you think are gonna be the fantasy suites come the end of this? Who are your top five? And then narrow it down to fantasy suites. Shy, you're gonna do the same. But fantasy, fantasy suites is three, not four. Yeah, I know. You're gonna we're gonna whittle okay. it down from five to three. Okay, top five is gonna be Greer, Catherine, Katie, Charity, and Ariel. Now I don't even know if you remember her. That's my curveball, but. I think I saw, I think when I was watching the previews, I think I saw a lot of her. And I feel like she has something. I could tell, like, she has something going for her. I think we're going to see more from her. She's going to be, like, the dark horse. Mm -hmm. um, and then my hometowns, I think, are going to be Greer, Catherine, and Charity. I think that's my call. 
Shai, what say you? I just, I don't even like this question because it's just, wait, we didn't see anything from anybody. So I don't know how anyone could have um, any sort of a feeling. But I'll just go with um, Bailey, Davia. I'll go Greer as well. Um, Christina, I don't know. I can't believe you didn't say her. Um, the Mandrell sisters always make it to the <laughs> and um and I mean I'm literally just trying to remember people from pictures. Let's go with Victoria J. That's a good you call. don't have, you don't have Catherine in your top five? I yeah, I'm going contrarian. All so right, Aaron, my, it's all you. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. I gotta do the fantasy suite. Oh, wait, wait, I do the fantasy suite. Oh, fantasy suite. down to three. Um, Greer, Christina, Victoria. Whoa, Christina in the top three. That's right. Okay. So that's more so, hopeful. I just want to see more. Hot take. So I've got Catherine, Katie, Greer, Anastasia. I knew you were going to pick her. Yeah. That's a good call. And I think. Brianna and Charity are going to be on each other's corner. And I think ultimately Charity is going to win. Win out in terms of that head-to-head -head battle, per se. I think Brianna, in terms of just like a night one, you know, she got the first impression, Rose. Like, I think she's going to be out kind of early. Because remember, she got America's first Yeah, he didn't choose Not that. his. Right. Right. So yeah. those are my five. And I'm, I'm going, and I'm going oh. Catherine... Katie and Greer. Oh wait, and by the three. way, just just another um like point to make to show that those were staged uh reactions in the beginning is because when I think Christina said to Brianna, like, Oh, you have the rose and you're wearing a dress with roses, and she's like, I promise I didn't plan this because she obviously it was pr like probably the next day after the live that they actually started shooting and she obviously had already packed. Yeah. Aaron, I can't believe you didn't choose Genevieve for the similar sounding name. It, it's not my Genevieve. Wait, there was someone named Genevieve? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah she, Gen I don't, Genevieve. That's Genevieve, a, yeah, Genevieve. I think she got she got bounced, right? Neonatal nurse. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I don't he think was, she, she was the one who changed, he changed the diaper with. Yeah, she got a rose. Yeah. I don't even talk about that. Oh, that she was, did? That was weird. That was that was weird. Yeah. Now she got a rose. Wait. Also, I loved when the girl when Jesse Palmer came in. The girls were like, "Go back to ESPN." Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Was, did Jesse was... Palmer marry his? Did he? What? He's not with a the show person or ever one. No. 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 He's just married somebody person. else. So who's everybody's yeah. favorite? Christina. My, my... Favorite. Favorite for us or no favorite, favorite to win? Mine uh -huh. is Catherine. Uh, I me know too. it's a I little chalk. I, no, I think Catherine's going to win. I'm going Christina. Interesting. His last Christina? name is Shaw Cross. Her name is Christina. It's the, the obvious connection. Wow, you're really, you're pulling for her. Wild card. She's, Absolute she, wild card. She, she said the word journey in episode one. I, so. I, I can't <laughs> even imagine how Catherine doesn't win. Like, I... It, it it would it's shocking to me that she would win. Yeah, Shy. I think Christina is she's a straight ticket to paradise. Straight ticket. I don't think she's making it as far as you think. Uh, but we'll see. Kate, Katie would also be a weapon on paradise. I think so. Yeah. But remember, win. you always have to think like who's going to win and who's going to be the bachelorette. Mm, it's true. You know, I think it's too early to tell that part. But all right, ladies, gents. This was great. Always fun doing it. We'll check back in the middle of the season. And uh, yeah, another season, another premiere in the books. Thanks so much for doing it, guys. Thanks. Later. Bye. Thanks again to recurring guest Shai Elberger, who's back again. Three straight weeks for him. What a run he's been on on this show. And Lizzie Verstendig for coming on, talking about the Bachelor premiere. We wish our best to Zach. Hope he finds love. We'll obviously discuss it later on during the season talk about what's going on with that said that's episode 194 for the love of the game Take us girls out. that dance with girls from club cheetah the club amnesia the peanuts in la bubbling and doubling can't deny me
Why would you want to? You need me. Why don't you try me? Baby, you want to? Believe me. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't foolish me. Come on. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't foolish me. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.